Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Daily Friend Wrap. I'm Nicholas Lorimer, joined today by Makone Maja. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about education. We're going to talk a little bit about a new deputy mayor position in Tsuane. We're going to finish off possibly with a little bit of a talk about the career of Lumini Zuma, but we'll see if we have time. So, Makone, let's get into the first story of today, and that is that the University of KwaZulu Natal has received 120,000 applications for their only 9,000 places at the school. Um, this is obviously means that the vast, vast majority of applicants are going to be denied. And uh, it's quite interesting to see the uh, what the applicants were going for. 15,000 of those 120,000 were for a Bachelor of Education, followed by 13,000 for a Bachelor of Nursing, and just under 10,000 for a Bachelor of Social Science degree. Um, I think that this is really kind of indicative of, firstly, the aspirations of so many South Africans to, you know, yeah, further their own education, their parents pushing their kids to go to university. They, you know, people want to get better educated. They know it's the key to a better life. And yet there just isn't the space. There just aren't the resources. And so many of these people are probably going to end up unemployed. That's right. But not just them, right? People that go to university as well, because universities are naturally unemployment producing factories. But nonetheless, it amazes me, Nick, how we manage to have the exact same of recurring issues every year. This is how we start every single year in the country. Um, and it's not very encouraging, right, that we are right on the cusp of metric results uh, being released. I believe they're coming out tomorrow and the day after. Tomorrow we get the summary and the day after that, the really extensive um, results will be released. But then you're already telling students there's not enough space for you. And again, given that this is an issue that arises on an annual basis, one would think something would be done about this or that there'd be a new university that's being built on the on the horizon. But not only is there not a big any university coming on the horizon as, as far as like government building one is concerned, but we also know that the biggest higher education learning institution in the country, which is UNISA, was re recently rocked by a corruption scandal. Um, to throw in other corruption scandals related to higher learning institutions, you can also imagine the one that Ota just published about the Minister of Higher, um, of higher um, Learning. But yeah, it's very discouraging. It's very discouraging, not just to the students, but again, to those parents who uh, work so hard to put their kids through these academic institutions, just to, to, to know or learn at the end that that dream is going to be squashed, not by their own doing, but because there's just no capacity. I think there's another thing here driving the huge number of applications to university. It's not just that people want to get a university education. It's also because people know that jobs are scarce. And unless you have not just a high school degree, which is not worth nearly as much as it should, and we'll, we'll get onto that in a second. Um, but if you don't have you know, that tertiary education, the limited number of jobs in the country just won't be available to you. And you're very unlikely to be able to succeed, uh, never mind getting to the middle class, just being able to you know, feed yourself and avoid having to live off grants. So I think that is also driving the huge uh, interest here. It's because basically our high school system is failing a lot of people. Uh, on that point, let's just move on to our next story. And this is a pretty closely related one. That is that the Gauteng MEC for Education has criticized parents who are complaining about the placement of their kids in Gauteng schools. So it's the new school year, I think, is beginning today, I think it is, or, or tomorrow, or, or yesterday, rather. Um, and uh, 
the, the there's always a rush to place kids in better schools, and unfortunately, there isn't always space in the better uh, government schools for um, every every child. And so, some children will end up getting placed in much poorer, worse performing schools, which tend to be in the townships. MEC for Education criticised parents who refused admission to township schools. Uh, and says that they're not really helping the government sort out the backlog here. He also came to the defense of schools in township areas, saying they're, you know, they're not so bad, you must... I'm paraphrasing here. They're not so bad, you must just accept it. McCorney, I think it's no surprise here, and this is fairly uh, cruel of the MEC, to say to these parents, oh, yeah, no, your kids can go to the bad schools and you must stop whining, basically, about this because, you know, we need to place everyone and you can't all get into the good schools, so tough luck. There's a reason that parents are fighting so hard and are so upset that their kids aren't getting into the good schools because they know that their children's future is going to be significantly impacted by this. Absolutely. We're just now talking about increasing or improving your chances of being accepted into a higher learning institution. And these these parents are aware that the high school they choose for where their kids get to complete their matric is equally as important as whatever higher learning institution they'll end up sending their kids to, right? It's very important that you choose the school that's going to place you in the best position for your kid to receive an admission at one of these few uh, spots at universities. It's also rather very condescending for the MEC to suggest that you just sit and be grateful, <laughs> right, with bad choices, bad choices that are presented to to pupils and to parents alike. But again, that same sort of problems that arise on an annual basis every year, they are children being admitted into high schools, grade eights and other, other levels. And every other year on the first day of school, such as today, uh, parents cannot find, parents have still not been um, assigned spots into these various high schools. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. We always talk about how these MECs never even send their own kids to public schools, let alone schools in the country. And now today you're being told to just sit and be grateful. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's it's the ongoing tragedy of our, of our education system, which fails so many millions of people. And of course, one of the solutions that has been suggested by the Institute of Race Relations, by us at IRR, is that uh, you, the government should provide school vouchers, which allow parents, they basically say, here's the money you would have spent on your child's education but you can choose where to spend it, government school, private school, whatever. Um, and that will, you know, basically mean that the better schools, the ones that parents want to send their kids to, get uh, more resources, and the worst ones will get fewer resources and wow. hopefully be closed down because they're not performing properly. And that would give parents the power to make these decisions for their kids. They wouldn't be placed in a school and told, yeah, well, deal with it, um, which is... Uh, I think completely heartbreaking for those parents, um, just treating them essentially as an as another cog in the machine, as another number rather than a person. It's like, oh, you're just a problem that needs to be solved. And once your child is placed, then you're placed. But anyway, that is uh, a story we're obviously going to keep talking about throughout the year, as it is one of the major crises uh, affecting South Africa right now. Let's move on to our next story. And this is about politics in the city of Tuane. So we seem to have seen that the coalition government of the ANS, of the DA Action SA, uh, the I think the ACDP, the Freedom Front Plus, uh, I'm probably missing out a party or two, is managed to become a little bit more stable in in Tswana. And as efforts to improve that stability, to 
calm tensions between that coalition uh, grouping, which has been pretty rough so far. Uh, the DA and Action SA have put forward a proposal in City Council to create a deputy mayor position. Um, this has already passed, I think, the first vote through Council, and it has been approved also by the MEC of local government in Gauteng, and it is going to go forward. However, there's still one more vote that needs to be had to confirm the position. This would basically be given to the second biggest party in the coalition, that being Action SA, so that they feel more uh, included in the government. The EFF and the ANC have both very aggressively condemned this, saying that it will be a huge waste of money, that it's uh, Action SA saying that it's their turn to eat, and also um, complaining of the costs. Now, there are some legitimate points to be had there. You know, this is obviously being done for kind of internal coalition political reasons. So I understand why people might be upset about another political post here. And the, the coalition has tried to push back against this saying, you know, we're really not going to spend that much more money on this. We're reallocating money, that kind of stuff. But regardless, it's a bit rich coming from the ANC and EFF to start, you know, throwing their toys out of the cart on this one. I think it's not, let's just say a, uh, it would be difficult to find less credible messengers for this message. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, so they go on to express their concern with people eating and that they, they're quoting members of the Action SA when they say they have heard them say that uh, they are tired of watching the, e the DA eat and that it's their turn. The, 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 the hypocrisy smacks you right in the face. But I actually for once agree with the EFF and the ANC on this one. I am not um, willing to give up or sacrifice momentary uh, political stability in exchange for big government, essentially. I think that uh, the the Tswane government can surely find a couple of Smolangana government offices there in the in the city that they can quash together and give the deputy mayor position from that, from putting together those resources that are probably not being expended with in the city and then creating an office out of that rather than creating an entire portfolio and adding to the many that there already are in, in these municipalities. Okay, and let's very briefly touch on our last topic for today, and that is that Kosasana Tlamini Zuma, at one time the Minister of Local Government, especially during the lockdowns uh, for, for uh, COVID back in, in 2020, 2021, um, has, and, and now currently the Minister in the Presidency for Youth, Persons with Disabilities and Women, um, has announced that she's not going to be returning to Parliament, and therefore the ANC doesn't need to Despite being nominated, the ANC doesn't need to interview her for a position uh, in Parliament because she will not be returning. Um, a person who once wielded an enormous amount of power and seemed almost and sometimes to be superior to the president in what she was able to do in the country, and yet now she's kind of, her political career seems at an end and she seems to be sort of fading away. I've heard a story that she's not well. Um, I'm not sure if that's true, but... Makone, what do you make of Mkwasasan Dominizuma's uh, uh, career in recent years? Yeah, like you said, she became quite prominent, even more prominent during COVID. Um, she will forever be remembered as the minister who banned <laughs> cigarettes during the pandemic. Um, but yeah, it. I, I want to say she's retiring with, in grace. You never see that from politicians giving up brains when you're fairly young and still got fresh legs, arguably fresh legs to keep on running. But um, yeah, it, it, it's, 
a bit concerning, of course, that you see an abrupt um, resignation and she hasn't shown her face. We haven't seen her at all. Sorry about that. We haven't seen her at all over the last year or two. Um, so I do hope all is well with her and yeah, wishing the minister a good farewell. And clearly, clearly uh, there seems to be some uh, uh, internal ANC politics as well around this, which is that she uh, has been facing a disciplinary charge, which is, you know, pretty rare at the ANC, um, for refusing to attend the vote uh, to get rid of the the old public protector, the one who was recently impeached. Um, so perhaps she also just saw that her influence in the party was waning and she decided to jump before she was pushed. Uh, but we'll, we'll have to see. Anyway, um, that is all the time we have for today. We hope that you found the show interesting. We'll be back tomorrow. That's a wrap. Thank you.